0: everyone, this is Geezer Life with Dave and Jake. Hey, thanks for listening today. We really appreciate you tuning in. Today we're going to talk about a couple of things that are related, and that's condo living and furniture and other household items that could be helpful when you start to age and become a geezer or a geezerette. Right.
1: Technology and inventions to improve our quality of life is great. Inventors and engineers come up with all kinds of really cool ideas that are practical. There's inventions that touch just about every generation But today we're going to talk about the technology that's going to help you when you're a geezer, like furniture, uh, things come in handy around the house, because geezer furniture has different features than furniture you'd like to buy uh, when you're younger.
0: So we'll help you find some value and get a few laughs out of our podcast. And please share this episode with anyone that you think could benefit from any of the items we're talking about or who might just get a good laugh out of it.
1: Right. Uh, Before we get into it, I want to recognize one of our geezer life dedicated listeners rob who sent us the idea of the episode for geezer furniture now we're not saying that rob has all these items in his life (laughs) but i think he might have a few and he's probably (laughs) going to get more but he'd never admit it (laughs) one thing's for sure is that the process is is a process over time when you begin to adapt your life to new types of things in the house that help you as you age
0: Yeah, Rob, thanks for the idea. And uh, I've seen Rob's posts on Facebook. He was in New Zealand climbing mountains and stuff, so he's going to really need some geezer furniture when he gets home. Right. Hey, this is a reminder to all of our listeners that if you have a topic you'd like us to cover, please email us at thegeezerlife at gmail.com. You can message us on Facebook at The Geezer Life or Instagram at The Geezer Life Podcast. Now let's start with condo living because that's really grown in popularity over the last few years. So first a brief description of what it is. And there's multiple types of condos and condo associations. So some are enormous, like the largest, which is the villages that we described in our Florida episode with 150,000 residents. Others, like the one we live in, are much smaller. I think we have like 30 Twindo-type units in our development. Some are gated communities, ours is not. Some take care of all the exterior parts of the dwelling. So when we went to get insurance on ours, what we were told is if you turn the building upside down, anything that falls out of it is what you have to insure. So basically for us, it's more like renter's insurance Yeah, because our association covers like all the siding, the soffits, the roofing, uh, everything, even the cabinets and stuff. So basically studs out, we have to insure. And, um, the, um, the association next to us does not have that. So they totally different arrangement that now they have a clubhouse and a pool, which ours does not. And theirs are mostly single unit dwellings. Ours are twindles, but there are condos that are multi-unit, more like apartment buildings. You know, eight years ago, you couldn't give away a condo here in Northeastern Wisconsin. There were very few and demand for those was low. And then at, around that time, we had a custom condo built uh, in the Twindle style, like a duplex. Right after that, the popularity of condos exploded in this area, and they're going up all over town. And I'm not sure exactly why, probably because I bought one. <laughs>
1: the influencer. <sir. laughs>
0: but maybe because everybody just got to a certain age and didn't want to mess around with yard work and shoveling anymore.
1: Well, I could agree with that. I'm getting sick and tired of shoveling all this snow we've had lately. But uh, I see a lot of people change the condo life. Uh, the fact is that most people in condo associations are of similar stage of life. And it must be nice to having people around you that have the same common interests. Do you find that?
0: Actually, yeah. It's one of the things we like best. You kind of have some built-in friends to get together for meals, watching sporting events, round-robin parties, and especially drinking without driving. <laughs> right. And, you know, if your spouse passes, and we've seen this happen, at least you still have your friend group real close by for support. Most people are the same age group and of the same interests. And we really don't see any kids running around our association, which I like. I don't need those little bastards. <laughs> running around. Our neighbors recommend other stuff they know and like, like restaurants and travel, medical resources, classes. And we actually love our neighbors, including the condo association next door. In fact, I've given some cooking classes down there with at the clubhouse with wine pairings, tequila pairings, et cetera. Now we love it, but it's not for everybody. I had a friend move to a condo, same time as us, not our association, but a different one, and they're now moving out and looking for a house. In fact, we've been in one place eight years. They have lived in six or seven places in that same time period, including two different condos with condo associations. Now, if you're a bit of a control freak, you might not be able to handle some of the common rules. For example, You pay a monthly fee, and that takes care of your lawn, landscaping, shoveling, et cetera. But if you don't like how that's done, and I know a guy who doesn't, (laughs) you could be frustrated. Now, I love having that taken care of. I have a bad back, so I have no desire to shovel or haul around mulch or anything like that. So if you're older, have some physical maladies, or you're a single lady, this could be a positive thing to have that taken care of. It's really great, too, when we travel out of town for weeks or months. You come back, the lawn's cut, the crooks couldn't even tell you were gone. Everything's taken care of. The other thing is everybody's yard looks great. You don't have that one guy with the shitty lawn. <laughs> right. The company we hired is great, and they come and shovel and plow in the middle of the night, so everything is good to go in the morning. Sidewalk's clear, driveway's clear. They also take care of critters that are bothersome. So we had a critter under our concrete patio. We also had a snake once, (laughs) they come and take care of that stuff for you. There's usually rules about outside displays in a condo association, things like flags or holiday decorations. So if you're the type of person who loves that stuff, and it means a lot to you to display your individuality, you might be frustrated. And there's reasons, there's rules for these kind of things. You might think, you know, you see this on the news every year. Some guy was in the service for 50 years, he was a war hero, he displays a American flag in a condo association, and they shut him down, and he's pissed off and calling him communists and everything. But there's a reason for this stuff, and that is you might think it's fine to fly an American flag, but what if the guy down the road is from Iran, and he puts out an Iranian flag? That right. could put I, your nose out of
1: you. I never thought of that uh, you as know, far as being rules in and association. But. Oh, yeah.
0: So you don't need to... Express your individuality in association. If uh, you think there's too many migrants crossing the border, and a guy down the road puts a Mexican flag out, you could now you got right. you it's know bad an and things being said, and all. so you just are not allowed to do that stuff. Now, Jake, you have an RV and you park it outside your place during part of the year. And that wouldn't be allowed in a condo association, typically. In fact, in ours, we can't even park our car in the really? driveway. Wow, at night, no. Hmm. Now, sometimes in a condo association, residents can decide on making things kind of fancy, which drives up costs. So if all of a sudden you decide you need a pool or docks, uh, my friend went through this. They put in boat slips, which raised his fees, you know, several thousand dollars a year. Tennis courts, that stuff drives all the monthly fees. And that
1: up. can happen after you've already moved in, right? Oh, yeah. Those things can be, that's part of the bylaws. that oh, they oh, yeah. They have the right to add those things.
0: Yeah, I mean... Right now, I don't see that happening. Our condo kind of association's pretty old. Mm-hmm. The bad news is every time one of these 80, 90-year-old people die, a 50-year-old person could move in, and they're the ones that like tennis courts and pools and right. all yeah. kinds of fancy stuff. So um, you never know what's going to be in the future. Usually it's a fixed cost, so you don't have to come up with a big pile of cash, but there can be a thing called a special assessment mm-hmm. where they come in and go, we're getting a pool, and everybody's got to kick in. X amount of thousands of dollars. Right. Hmm. Some of the bigger associations uh, offer classes and activities. So like at the villages, you can take over 3,000 classes there, everything from knitting to beer brewing. But, of course, they also have the town squares with live music every night. But if you're thinking of condo living, and most people do not do this, because for one thing, the realtor is not going to point this out to you Mm -hmm. because it could be a reason that you decide not to buy the house. So a realtor will never tell you that there are condo rules, but there will be rules. You can usually get these either online or um, if the condo is being managed by a third-party association, they'll have a copy of these. But before you sign the dotted line, I highly suggest you look at all of these rules. In our little association, we have 30 pages of rules. Wow. Wow. And you better be sure you're, you're not going to have heartburn from any of these or, or you're going to be paying and not happy. And saying I didn't know afterwards isn't going to cut it because you can end up getting a fine. And you think, well, I just won't pay the fine. But that's not how that works because um, the, usually these are managed by a third-party association. You give them your bank info. They deduct your monthly payment every month. They don't want to mess with checks or anything right. like that. And if you're subject to a fine, they'll warn you a time or two. And if you don't toe the line, bang, you're going to see something deducted from your account in terms of the fine for flying Wow, so they got you if they want you. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, what about some of the rumors I've heard about condos, like nude pool parties or (laughs) swinger parties? Are those things in the condo uh, rules or not? Yeah,
0: those are over at my house. The bylaws?
1: No,
0: no. (laughs) No, we don't have the pool. You know, I've been there eight years, and if it's happening, I haven't been invited, so now I'm kind of pissed (laughs) But a guy can dream. It could be just another benefit of condo living.
1: Well, you mentioned you guys have a common wall between you and your neighbor. Do you get noise like when they're having wild sex or something? Can can you hear them?
0: (laughs) Well, we had our unit custom built, and I actually had a special soundproofing wall put in. As we have a built-in wall stereo that I like to really blast. You've been over. Yeah, We got it upstairs and down in the basement. But I paid uh, a few thousand to have a special wall put in so that he can't hear that and he yeah. tells me he can't no oh okay what. well that's good and as far as the wild sex part yeah you know I'm kind of a screamer so that's another reason <laughs> that I wanted to get to soundproofing
1: well you know I heard a situation in a condo association that was it was kind of pretty funny and and so once a month all the guys got together in the neighborhood and they'd play have a poker night so they would play poker once a month and well one night one of the guys his name was Doug he was losing pretty bad and had a little bit too much to drink probably drinking too much because he was losing a lot uh, the good thing was he was in a condo, so it was close by. He could just walk home from the clubhouse where they were playing. That's nice. Yeah. Well, D- Doug decided to head home early, and that was about midnight. So he walked home, and on his way home, he got a little confused because, I, like I said, he had drank a little bit. <laughs> uh, and he went into his neighbor's condo, Steve's, <laughs> which was happened to be Steve's home. And Steve also was playing poker with him that night. And the hood was really safe, so no one ever locked their doors. Well, the floor plan was identical between Doug's house and Steve's house, and so Doug stumbled his way to the bedroom, took off his clothes, and climbed into bed with (laughs) who he thought was with his wife, Ellen. Turns out he was climbing in bed with Steve's wife, Alice. (laughs) Well, Alice was sound asleep and did not wake up. And when Doug got into bed, he just passed out and fell asleep, so he didn't know what was going on. By an hour later, Steve comes home and finds (laughs) Doug in his bed naked with his wife. You can imagine the surprise of all three. Well, Alice wakes up and screams frantically. (laughs) Steve is like, What the hell is going on? And Doug's apologizing as he's fumbling around trying to get his pants on and, and get out the door. It, it ended all up okay, and there was no hard feelings. Just everybody got a good laugh out of it. But, I've, you know, that could be a condo situation uh, you could run into. Did you ever run into any kind of funny stories like that?
0: <laughs> well, nothing like that, but I kind of don't believe that Doug fell asleep until after he had a little Alice in that and, that and when her husband walked in and she screamed, I don't think that was her first scream of the evening. <laughs> well you'd never know could get soundproofing between the walls <laughs> uh,
1: you know Pam and I haven't considered condo living yet but maybe in the future you know it sure seems like it might be a benefit condo life and maybe get in a place in town you know during the spring and summer months and then when it starts to turn cold then have something down like in the villages or in Florida somewhere where it uh, um, is nice and warm in the wintertime you know you just never know
0: so besides condos, uh, geezers also require some different types of furniture, home amenities. What else you got?
1: Well, okay, well, let's start with the room. The first room that we'll talk about here is is actually the living room. Uh, now, I think everyone's heard of the electric recliner. Well, you settle into it to watch your favorite TV program or read a book or listen to your favorite geezer podcast. Then slip into your electric recliner with a simple push of a button that gets a Recliner in a certain position that is just totally comfortable for you, and some of them may have a memory button, so if you don't have to remember where your favorite position is, the chair remembers where it is. And then another benefit is you can push a button and it'll rise up and it'll almost deliver you deliver you standing right on the floor, so no effort to get up. My brother's got one of those; he likes it. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Well, you know, to take it to the next level is a a massage recliner. Um, now, these chairs are like furniture stores and specialty stores. Sometimes you'll even see them in the kiosk in airports or the mall. Uh, hell, even my dentist has a massage chair, and that's the only reason I like to go to the <laughs> dentist, because you get a nice massage out of that thing. Um, but when when you need to give an old, aching body a good massage, just climb into the chair, turn it on, and you'll feel decades younger after about a 30-minute massage.
0: Well, my brother-in-law has a massaging seat in his SUV. And that's actually quite nice. He picked me up at the airport in Florida, so I got about a 90-minute massage ride. That was pretty nice. Last car I bought had a special lumbar support feature in the seat, and that was actually the main reason I bought the car. I I had uh, back surgery prior to that, and I needed something because I was in the car all day when I was in sales. And I even bought a special lumbar chair for my office, so that's all geezer furniture. (laughs) In fact, I have what I call a backache chair in the basement, I got from Ikea when my back is bad. It's the only chair I've ever found that I can sit in comfortably. Oh, that's nice. We have geezer furniture. (laughs) Uh, You know, next are some of the things you can use in the bathroom. And uh, geezers spend a lot of time there and uh, more than you think. First is a shower chair that's a little chair that kind of looks like a stool, about one foot square. It's made of plastic and sometimes has adjustable legs and rubber grips on each leg. So do you ever get tired when you're taking a shower, just feel the need to sit down? Well, that's the time for the shower chair. In fact, uh, we have one kind of built right into our shower. So a little nook or whatever you want to call it, you can sit in because, you know, when you're young, you can stand on one foot and wash your other foot. foot. (laughs) When you're (laughs) freaking old, you can't stand on like a soapy foot and wash your other... But you're going down, man. You're <laughs> Break a <going> to, hip. <laughs> right through the glass door. Um, So that way you don't have to... We also have the um, taller countertops, and that way you don't have to bend over when you're washing your face. So people don't realize you can order countertops in different heights, hmm. and that's how they do it. The Geezer Condo Association. And if you prefer a bath over a shower, you might want to get a step-in bathtub. I see commercials for these on TV, but I've never used one. So when you have... St- Trouble stepping over the bathtub side, then you can step right in the tub, and as a swinging door, it's watertight. And then uh, you walk right in, close the door, and fill up the tub.
1: Yeah, be careful though you open that door when the tub is full. <laughs> Otherwise, you're going to have a mess with water all over your bathroom. So. Well, now, staying in the bathroom, how about that toilet? Again, the older you get, the more you rely on that old porcelain throne. Excellent addition to any geezer bathroom is this toilet seat riser. It kind of works like the electric recliner and you in both sitting down and getting off the pot. Simple push of a button and all you're all set. But there's one caution that sometimes these things have been known to malfunction. And they rise up too fast and all of a sudden they're shooting you off the pooper across the <laughs> floor or across through the air and hitting a wall or a bathroom door. <laughs> and then the other nice addition is a bidet, I've heard anyway, um, to that rising <laughs> toilet seat that you wanted. And I heard it's becoming a new craze in the U.S. It's been common in Europe for years, but I'm not sure I'm ready for that.
0: So so my brother, who's 77, I think he's 77. Don't get mad at me if you're only 76. I don't know. <laughs> so he has a new bidet, and he loves it and called to tell me about it. So now this guy, like I said, older dude, lifetime Navy guy, so a real straight shooter, not the kind of guy you would think would have a bidet. But he got his during the toilet paper shortage in 2020. <laughs> So here are a few of the things he mentioned. Now, if you have a real delicate sensibility, you might want to walk out of the room for a second here. But if you really want to know, what's the scoop with a bidet? So here's the straight story. First, for those who don't know how it works, here's how it works. A jet of water shoots, and this is a direct quote from my brother, right up your bunghole. (laughs) (laughs) I guess you could set the time on that. So if you want like 30 seconds, 60 seconds, you know, you could set that. And he tells me it's very accurate, and there's no real after-splash on your ass cheeks, <laughs> which I have often wondered about that. I asked him, isn't that cold? And he said, no, it doesn't feel particularly hot or cold. Well, now you're wet, so what do you do? He said, just use a little piece of toilet paper to dry off. And I'm like, so what is so great about that? Direct quote again. It cleans your ass better than toilet paper. <laughs> so, folks, Simple. if you want to know, this is what it is. Simple. In fact, other words he used were amazing, a wonderful thing, best invention ever. In fact, he (laughs) urged me, and he actually used the word urge. Urge. I urge you to get one of these. (laughs) In fact, he just ordered a second one for his other bathroom. Oh, my. So he had some other choice comments he listed as benefits for the bidet, and he mentioned that as you get older, it's easier on your spinal cord to not have to turn and wipe so much. (laughs) He said if you're fat. And you have a huge ass. You don't have to reach around that. Jesus! <laughs> oh, he mentioned that it's great for hairy asses, and, <laughs> and you never have skid marks in your underwear again. <laughs> <laughs> and then this is this one really made my ears perk up because I, you know I love my good Mexican. Oh, food sure, place. hot stuff. It's great if you have jalapeno <laughs> ass, which is when you've eaten too many jalapeno peppers the night before at a Mexican place. And lastly, and most disturbingly, it feels really good too. <laughs> That is disturbing. <laughs> huh.
1: Well, I'm not sure I'm sold yet. Come on, Jay. I need to get past the idea of shooting water
0: out right of my sphincter. <laughs> I wanted you to get one so I could try it.
1: <laughs> However, I think I might get in that automatic toilet seat riser so I don't strain myself getting off the throne. Uh, now there's a, a new portable commodes that are out I've there. I've not now. heard of this. Yeah, these are little uh, convenient toilets or portable toilets that you can set like say next to your bed in your bedroom at night so when you get (laughs) up he's not gonna let me you don't have to go all the way to the bathroom you slide under the thing take your pee and slide back into bed (laughs) but this could have been helpful one time when we were visiting some friends we were staying with them overnight and uh we were in the guest bedroom and we were drinking pretty heavily the night that night and went to bed and passed out and all that goes and wake up at you know, four in the morning, not knowing where I'm at. I'm thinking I'm at home. So I crawl out of bed and I go to what I thought was the bathroom, our bathroom, but it was a closet. So I go and I kind of open. I realize, oh, there's clothes in here. This is not the bathroom. And then I go, where are we? Where, you know, so I started walking down the hallway and, and I happened to be sleeping naked that night. So I had no clothes on. Naked Jake I'm, Alert. I'm wandering through their house at four in the morning looking for the bathroom. Thank God nobody woke up, especially their teenage daughter. That could have been... This is why we don't invite you over. Yeah, this could be a problem. <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, if I would have had that portable commode and brought it with me, I had it right to the side of my bed, I wouldn't have had that problem. So, you know, one of the benefits.
0: <laughs> all right. Now, speaking of the bedroom, you know, beds have come a long way. They used to just be you got a bed. It was everybody had the same bed, just hard box springs. That's all really it was. But now they make adjustable beds, sleep number beds. You could change the firmness on half the bed. Mammary foam beds, even uh, cooling beds if you have menopause and you have hot flashes at night. And designer pillows are now a thing, too. Some even cost hundreds of dollars for some of these fancy pillows. I was looking at getting a weird-shaped one that uh, helps my neck and because I wear a CPAP machine. It's got like a cutout on the side. Oh, wow. Speaking of my neck, one of Sally's friends gave her a little mini pillow that you heat up in a microwave to put on your neck. Man, that thing works awesome. God, like, it sounds like that. We, nice. we fight over it. <laughs> so, between her and I, one of us has always got it on. Now, there's no tag on it or anything, so I can't tell you who makes it. We ordered one that looked kind of like it on Amazon, but it's not the same.
1: Well, you know, geezers sometimes have to invest in high chairs after. A long period of time because your kids come over with these little grandkids. I
0: never thought of that.
1: Yeah, so you really
0: have to. Did you have to prepare, get one? Yeah, we
1: had to get one of those, and uh, and it worked out fine. You know, it was no big deal, but it's just one more piece of furniture that you have when you get older. Never thought of that. So if you have a, do you have a
0: clap-on, clap-off system <laughs> for your lights? You know, I think we did at one time. We had that, it was a house or two ago. But <laughs> now we have Alexa. Oh, sure. And yeah. that's the reason I can't turn the lights off. <laughs> I don't know which one is light one and light two. Sally named all those lights. I don't get it. So now she's got to turn the lights off. And I'm not really an Alexa guy, I don't talk to her too much because Siri is my gal. Oh, at home. okay. She's got the Bose speaker. She plays the jams on the HomePods. She's my gal.
1: So how do you like that HomePod system?
0: Oh, man, I love it. We're constantly playing. You, you play music so much more often. If you don't have to walk in, find a CD or put a record on, decide what to play, you could just say, "Play rockabilly, pay, play blues, play uh, happy music, play Sunday morning music." Yeah, that sounds like a geezer thing. Oh, it's nice, man. <laughs> She'll just anything that's on Apple Music, she will play. The only problem is, after a few drinks, if you start slurring a little, she can <laughs> misinterpret what you're saying. So you try saying Queen's Clearwater Revival (laughs) after Four Margaritas. You don't know what she's going to play after that. (laughs) Geezer Life is written, directed, produced, and edited by Dave and Jake.
1: We do it all ourselves, except when we have to reach out to younger people to help us remember what buttons to push.
0: If you enjoy our podcast, please like and subscribe, and even leave us a review. Let us know what topics you would like to see us address here on Geezer Life. We could really use the support so we don't have to live out our final years camping under a bridge, which is a really hard place to do a podcast from.
1: Yeah, help us get better, because we're working hard at it when we could be napping instead. We now have several ways to contact us. Email at thegeezerlife at gmail.com, Facebook at thegeezerlife, and Instagram, the Geezer Life
0: podcast. Until then, see you next time, unless we keel over in the meantime. So-